Hi, everyone. Welcome to another solo episode of Beyond Retirement. This is episode 47, and I'm going to talk a little bit about traveling with chronic medical conditions. But before I jump into today's content, if you haven't listened to the latest guest interview, you really should go listen to it right after this one. I was chatting with Kirby Ingalls, and we discussed how important it is to find something meaningful in your life. It doesn't have to be huge, like many people think, but you need to find something. So go on back after this and listen to Kirby. Retirement. That's a fuzzy place somewhere in the future for many people. Do we have to retire? How do we prepare for it? Will we really be free? And what does that mean exactly? I'm going to answer these questions and more as I travel the road. I'll cover different topics related to having the life you want. I don't pretend to have all the answers, so sometimes I'll have a guest who knows more than I do about a particular subject. I'm Jackie Bissett, and this is Beyond Retirement. Just sit back, relax, and let me lead you on a journey to freedom. I've had a few comments come in to me about traveling for extended periods and how to, how to do it when you've got chronic medical conditions. I'm going to start off by saying that I'm not a doctor, so don't go off and take everything I say as gospel or fact and undisputed fact of, uh, by no means. You're only getting my opinions on all of these topics, and these opinions come from my own experiences. And I haven't been in every single situation, obviously, so I can't give you definitive advice on how to handle things. But I can give you my take on things from the way situations have played out for me. Naturally, the first thing you should be doing if you've got chronic conditions is talking to your primary medical caregiver or a travel medicine specialist, or maybe both, about a month or so before you plan to start traveling. If you're taking medications for the conditions, you'll need to know whether or not they can make you more susceptible to travel-related infections. For example, there are some conditions, like cancer or multiple sclerosis, and some medications, like steroids, that weaken your immune system. So you'll want to be completely versed in how your specific condition may be altered by travel. There may be specific medications that a travel medicine specialist will recommend you take depending on where you're traveling to. You've got to ensure that the travel medicine specialist is aware of any other medications you're taking so that they can gauge the situation properly. It's also really important to talk with your pharmacist about how many weeks supply of your chronic medications you can get. Some insurance providers won't pay for more than 30 days at a time, or maybe 90 days. But there are ways to get special approval for extended travel. It's also important to confirm that the medications you're taking are permitted in the country or countries you're going to be visiting. Some countries have very strict regulations about what medications they will allow cross their borders, even with a doctor's prescription. Your best bet is to check with your nation's embassy or consulate in the country you're planning to visit to confirm that your medications are permitted. Something that's really important, in my opinion, is to ensure that you have all your medications, and a bit extra, if possible, with you when you're traveling. If you're traveling with check bags, ensure your medications are in your carry-on. They shouldn't be separated from you. And it's a wise idea to have some little sort of travel health kit, something that keeps all the essentials together. Your prescriptions, any over-the-counter medications you might use, a small amount of first aid supplies, your health insurance card, things like that. If you can, all your prescriptions should be in their original containers. At the very least, 
have copies of all your original prescriptions on hand to present to officials if you need to. If you have special needs like oxygen or other medical equipment, make sure you contact the travel authorities uh, well in advance, the airlines, the trains, whatever mode of travel you're using, to determine what extra activities or considerations have to be made. Something that's always important is to plan for the unexpected. This doesn't mean carrying extra of everything with you, but it does mean ensuring that your health insurance will cover you when you travel internationally. As I discussed in a previous episode, many insurance companies don't cover international travel. Ensure you've got medical coverage in case you need service or treatment of any sort while you're out of the country. If it's appropriate, carry a card with any medical information about your condition written in the local language of the country you're going to be traveling in. Things like drug or food allergies are good to note as well. Traveling with some disabilities can also pose certain difficulties, but they can be minimized by planning ahead. Airlines and cruise ships, for example, are usually required to have wheelchair-accessible washrooms and seat seats adjusted to accommodate special needs. Some also have wheelchairs and medical equipment available, so it's important to check in advance. Service animals can be accommodated on most flights and on ships, but be sure to confirm that the country you're traveling to allows service animals. Some countries don't, and those that do may have specific importation regulations such as quarantine. Be sure to check this out in advance of your travel with the countries you're intending to visit. It's also good to check in advance to see if you can rent wheelchairs or other medical equipment and devices rather than having to carry your own. So far, I've been directing my comments on sporadic travel, trips that you've planned that aren't going to be permanent or semi-permanent destinations. But some people are planning to live an expat life. They'll need to sort this out too. In the case of permanent or semi-permanent moves, you'll have to take all the same items into consideration. But now, instead of taking along enough prescription medication to carry you over till you return, you'll have to figure out how to get new prescriptions once you're settled in your new location. Your national embassy or consulate in that location should be able to help you sort out where you'll be able to get medical care once you've arrived. You can also probably rely on other expats who've made the migration ahead of you. Both of these options are things to look into well in advance of the move. If you run into problems, it's better to do so before you arrive than to have to deal with it afterwards, especially if your destination is a country where your native language isn't the language first spoken. It's also prudent to look into these things well in advance because you may find that the location you want to go to isn't suitable for some reason. This is very good to know before you get there. So to summarize all the stuff that I've just gone over, if you've got any sort of chronic medical condition or a disability of some sort that may limit or cause problems with your traveling, you should be taking care of the following things at least a month or so before you plan to travel. They're important whether your trip is a couple of weeks, a month or two, or a permanent move. Talk to your primary medical caregiver about prescriptions and refills and about the potential for any medical difficulties related to travel. Talk to a travel medicine specialist about what you need to be aware of in the country or countries that you'll be visiting or moving to. Make sure your medications, some first aid supplies, and your health insurance card are all packed in your carry-on luggage to remain with you at all times. If you don't have international health insurance, get some. If you have medications, special medical equipment, or a service animal, or something unusual that must accompany you, 
confirm with your national consulate or embassy in the country you're traveling to that all of the items are permitted in the country. Specifically for longer-term visits or moves, ensure that you have a way to get ongoing medical care as required in the country you're going to. And I think I'll call it quits there. If you've got comments about specific items that you think I missed on the list, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear them, and I'll add them to the show notes so that others can benefit from your experiences. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. My next guest episode is going to be a chat with Chelsea Murray. She's incredibly interesting, so you don't want to miss this interview. She's going to talk about how important it is to fill your own cup first. That's something I've taken to heart. You never know when the wine bottle might be empty, right? Gotta fill your cup. Anyway, thanks again. I really enjoyed it. And you can leave me a message at beyondretirement.ca. Talk to you next week. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm your host, Jackie Doucette. If you liked what you heard, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, review the show, and leave me a rating. It helps me move up in the ranks and reach more people. If you've got any questions or comments, drop by my website, www.beyondretirement.ca, and leave me a short message. Thanks again for listening, and we'll chat again next week.